0: Welcome to Dr. Suzanne Howard's audio play. Thank you for downloading and I pray you are truly blessed. To get more information on Dr. Suzanne Howard's ministry, feel free to visit www.suzannemhoward.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Let it. Let it... Good evening. Come on in, soulmates. What's up? Up or down? I can't figure these out yet. Good evening. Look at the beautiful souls coming in. Come on in. I've been waiting for you. (laughs) I've been waiting for you. Hallelujah. Come on in. I'm going to offer you the best seat in the house. Are you ready? Let's get ready. I'm probably, based on some of the messages that I've gotten, I'm probably expecting a smaller crowd tonight. Because I think last night wiped some of y'all out instead of lifting you up. Some of y'all got wiped out. Like it came in like a wave. And I understand the process and the healing and everything that we're going through. But um, we can't let it wipe us out. We're in the middle of our process. Let it Let it knock you out. When you're doing it by yourself, when you're on your own, but you got support, you got family. Come on and partner with me. Let's partner in this thing together. Let it out. Come on. We got a good testimony. We had a lot of amazing testimonies, but I do have another amazing testimony for you. Everyone has left me. My dog has left me tonight. Think she's she's missing her papa. She sits in the living room by herself in the dark. It's so hilarious. These pets, man. Got little souls in them. All right. Pulling this all up. Getting this together. Listen, listen to this young lady up here, y'all. I had to post her comment. No joking tonight. She said to me, she texted me after. What happened? We went from laughing to boom. What happened last night? Good evening, Elder Manny. Pastor Val, God bless you. I love you. Good evening, Chevelle, Marissa, Vanessa. Yeah, Diamond is so sad, LaTanya. Good to see you, Coach LaTanya. Gisela, Erica, Salinas, good evening. I know you are, Ashley. Hallelujah. Bianca, come on now. She said, I got this study. Yes, Pastor D, all the way in. We had anesthesia applied last night. Yes, Kabibi. hallelujah. Good evening, Elsie, Minister Yolanda. Good evening, Minister Darlene Henry. Good evening, Tanil Latrice, hello. Minister Tasha Ross. Balance, living, excellence. All right now. I see you, Pastor Kareem. I see you, Jeanette. Good evening, the Reverend Wright. Ron Bonner. Jessica. Coach Ebony, good evening. Thank you all so much for being in here tonight. Lisa Palmer. Elsie, I see Coach Maria. Hello, Carol. Hello, Dixie, Nanita, Belinda, Darlene Washington. God bless you. Good evening, Priscilla Brooks. My main man, Joseph. Welcome, my brother. And his wife, Tanil, right there at the same time. Renee, Janine, Pastor Audrey. Good evening, Crystal Green. Roxanne, good evening. Minister Leah. Lydia Cordova, good evening. God bless y'all. And I see Chavelle all over this thing. All right. I and Candy Oats. I see you coming in. Reverend Corindus. Hello, my sister. Priscilla. Everybody's talking about last night. Well, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna follow coach Latanya's instructions and we're going to go ahead and ask that you would please like and share please go ahead and like and share I don't know how many we have on Facebook tonight I know all together we have 69 people on right now and um I need y'all to go and like please you'd be surprised what it does for your hard work done thank you Pastor D So as we're climbing up in numbers, how about, well, let me do my introduction first. Yeah, good evening. I am your host, Apostle Dr. Suzanne Howard, coming to you live from day 26 of 30 days of group therapy, where we are sharing together the healing process of our hearts. We are getting to know what we don't know. About ourselves, and we are learning that we have the power and the authority to determine the destination of our minds. We invite you to the table with us. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good and his mercies endureth forever. It was wonderful last night that the Lord invited us to his table of healing, and he gave us such a strong presence of mercy last night we experienced mercy last night. Lord, we thank you for your mercy on last night that brought us through. So um, before I go ahead and share this testimony, I want y'all to just give me a a one word, if you can, a couple words, not too many, because I can't read more than that as fast as it goes across the screen. But if you can just give me a description of last night in one to three words. Tell me what you thought about last night, about last night. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy choice. All right, Pastor D. Powerful. Deep and powerful. All right, Ashley. Intense. Maybe emotional. Thought-provoking. Touched me deep. Releasing. Fire. God's presence. Freedom took place. Powerful deliverance. Liberating. Oh, what a night. Oh, Renee, you're going to have to, especially before we talk. Healed in Jesus' name. I have a choice. It was amazing. It was powerful, Elder Elitza says. Relief, amazing, even long overdue. Purging, I love that word. Awesome. Needed and releasing with freedom. Forgave my offender. Freedom. Good evening. Hashtag replay. All right. The weight is lifting. Amen. Soul detox. Yes, Kavivi. That's a soul detox. For the Lord God Almighty reigns. Come on, Corindus. Good evening. It was difficult for me. It was difficult. It was difficult. Took a while for the anointing to lift. I think I was still sitting in here in my office at about 12 a.m., before that anointing lifted off of me where I could actually just kind of sit or feel myself ready to go to sleep. Freeing, release of healing. I needed it set free. Yes. I did get a lot of uh, direct messages, DMs, and people said they slept like no other last night. Anyone have a testimony that they slept very good last night? Does anyone have a testimony of some real sweet sleep? I call it heavenly sleep. That's not death. I call it heavenly sleep. When you get that sleep and you wake up and say, now that feels like six or eight hours. I felt that to my soul. I'm also missing our Friday night services. I, I'm just I'm in such a I was sharing with my staff in the uh church office on Tuesday. I said. I really just need a prayer service. I need a revival service, a worship service, a prophetic service. I said, my spirit man is crying out. We need some Friday night fire. I don't know how long we're going to be in this um, pandemic mode of, you know, how many people we can have in the building and all those things. But we may have to have maybe two services and just, you know, make them shorter so that we can get the most out of everyone's time. Um, but we need a revival. This is a time to be praying right now. And this government and this this whatever, whether God's using the enemy or the enemy is just after us, whatever's happening with this pandemic, this is the time for us to stop being shut up in our houses. So I hope that while we are, we are praying, but we need to come together, touch and agree Was running late because I slept so good. Felt like it was Saturday. Wow. You're going to fly out for it, Candace. Oh, man, I would love to have you. Had some sweet sleep. Yes, Corinda, your soul is crying out too. My spirit, man, I told the church last night, I do not want to be one of those leaders that is only thinking about service and not thinking about the wholeness, the health of the sheep that God has placed us over. I said but I just really feel and I followed um all of the the laws of the land as instructed and I worked within those realms to do what God was leading me to do and I just really feel like the 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 the, the nails in the tent are are stretching out now they're expanding now we need to get In the house of God, we need to have a prayer service. We need to be facing that wall and and just claiming the the laws and the liberties of God. We need to be prophesying to the four corners of this earth, the in the blood of Jesus. We've got so much going on here. So I'm just just so ready for service. Maybe y'all got a little bit of that last night, but I do know for sure it was definitely God had given us mercy. The anointing was heavy and thick last night. Mm -hmm. God gave us his mercy on last night. So welcome. I have um, mentioned uh, Uncle Joey's name quite often on here. He is a, a, he was a follower. He is now a long distance member of our family, the Apostles House. He found us on Twitter nonetheless. That's why those important people, at the front entrance of the church under the stairs those av evangelists those prophetic evangelists are so important because people from different states and even different countries are able to find us through, through the spreading of the word through the word through referral through the tagging of a video to uh using our social media platforms like uh youtube and facebook and periscope and periscope automatically shares to twitter And uncle Joey found us on Twitter and uncle Joey, you know, he gave me a small testimony. He grew up Catholic, I believe. And uh, he's apostolic, Whether he knows it or not. He is apostolic because to like the apostles house, you have to be an act after the apostles. You have to be the truly blood bought born again of Jesus Christ, because you have to like that hardcore truth in your face, get on my nerve, but I got to drink it type castor ministry. And uncle Joey loves the apostles house. He follows those detox. He buys his t-shirts and his mugs and his pens, whatever he has to do. And I have posted a testimony up. I don't put anyone's name on it unless they particularly tell me, I want my name on this testimony. A lot of testimonies that I put up, I don't put names on. And he shared, all right, could Barbados, Trinidad and Tobago. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Uncle Joey shared that he was going in for uh, open heart surgery. So he was texting me to let me know that he would not be in service because he was gonna be on the operating table. Man, if I could get 300 members like that, I might live longer. And because they were having some bad weather in Illinois, he had to go in the night before to make sure that he could make it for his surgery. So um, Uncle Joey went in and surgery. I prayed for him today. He was on my heart a few times. And I just said, Lord, I don't know if he has any family. I wonder if we're his only family. Either way, we are his family now, and I don't know if anyone's there for him, if there's going to be any family there when he wakes up out of surgery. I just had so much thoughts going through my mind, so I just begin to pray for Uncle Joey as he had posted his name on Twitter, and I got a text from him today, everyone. He made it through open heart surgery. He said the doctors are amazed at how well he is doing. He is doing better than they, and even he expected he would be doing this quickly after surgery, and I would say so. If he got up and got to his smartphone or iPad, whatever he had, and found his Wix app and decided to Wix us a message that I made it, family. Thank you, family. It's just wonderful. When you have people in different states and countries that are praying for you, never met the man, but he's the bloodbought of Jesus Christ. So we are family. Amen. He and I discussed that we are going to have a, a meeting together. We're going to talk online and I'm going to get to know a little bit about him. He is our family. And I asked him for anything that we can do for him right now. Again, I don't know his current situation. He shared a little bit about his past because he's interested in being a coach as well. And he was online uh, while we were in the building and I was training coaches two years ago. He was online taking the training and he shared his past with me. And I told him, you have so much to offer, sir. Do not keep that to yourself. Amen. So make sure um, we just send some love to Uncle Joey on the Wix app. I don't know if he's on Facebook, but we could even find him for those that do tweet. I got to get these words right. You could tweet him on Twitter, um, Joe Brown, Uncle Joey, and just tell him we love you. You have family in Connecticut because if we had to, we'd fly right on out there and be there by his bedside and just be there for his support because we all need support, right? But the good thing about the God that we serve and we learned on Sunday night that you could be surrounded with non-believers, those who are not believers of Christ, those who are not believers in anything in the supernatural realm, but yet God's compassion will come through them and you will experience the help and the support and the love you need by God's compassion coming through someone who doesn't even believe in him. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And we learned on Sunday night that if you go to a therapist or a counselor of any kind, and they're not a believer in Christ, do not underestimate the fact that God's compassion is coming through that vessel for you. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us. So we praise God. Uncle Joey's testimony said, "Um, you can't tell me there's no God, girl. God is good. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All right, Karen, how you doing, Karen? Good to see you guys on tonight. Whoo, exhale, let's take a breather. Come on, in our nose, out our mouth. In our nose, out our mouth. Come on, one more. In our nose, out our mouth. That felt good, right? Because we're going back in. We're going back in. Where's the scuba gear? Put your scuba gear on because we're going back in. We've got to dive back into practicing forgiving. Practicing forgiveness or practice forgiving is the proper way to see it. Amen. Well, about last night, if you haven't watched it, please go back on and watch last night. Um, If you can save it to a day off or Friday night, I would definitely recommend that you do it then. Some of us can go ahead and do it again. We can go ahead and do it again. Go ahead and re-listen to it on Spotify, Apple iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, um, Audible. I believe it's on Prime. Go on and listen to it again. Um, on your Friday night and just let the healing waters wash over you and bring that forgiveness to you that came from the mercy of God. I remember the woman that was trying to get to the Lord and get his attention. And um, she, he put some scraps down on the floor and he made a comment to her that he came for the, for the Jews. He came for the lost Jews of Israel. And um, she basically said to him, Uh, I can eat the scraps from your table, sir. And he made a comment to her about why would she want to do that? And she said, even a dog knows to eat the scraps from a king's table. I know we sat at the king's table last night. I watched it twice already. Ooh, Pastor D, I might not be around. You might be too much anointing on you. As weird as it was, I had a lamp that all of a sudden just stopped working two nights ago. And um, it's a new lamp. You know I mean? When I say a new, it's probably a year old. No reason for it to be broken. I'm like, oh God, I don't even have time to figure this out. Maybe the plug came out of the wall underneath the bed. I don't have time for it. I'm literally living on autopilot right now. I sit down and I probably fall asleep for an hour. I've got calls. I'm still counseling while I'm doing 30 days of revival. I still pastor. I still lead um, the leadership of uh, 12 ministers and elders. 20 something ministers that are coming up we have ministers in training and we have a congregation that i have that i'm able to split up with the overseers thank you jesus um but i still have all this going on and i'm able to keep up with my scheduled appointments but a few of those that are trying to pop it in, in between I, I just don't have it in me i i just i'm just gonna be a catastrophe mindset right now i might just not live if i take any more work on right now so um, I, I have to pass some of y'all over to the coaches just so that I can have enough strength to be about my personal life, my family, um, and able to get myself up in the morning to get back on. So please don't be in your feelings. Don't be hurt or feel offended, personalize, assume, generalize, or blame just because I wasn't able to talk to you today. I truly would if I could, and you know it, that's why you reached out to me. But right now I am really on autopilot just to get all that I need to get done. My husband is traveling. He's away for a few weeks. So I'm picking up all that that he was doing. And I got to walk the dog four times a day. I'm on phone calls. Got to get her to the bus stop, pick her up from the bus stop. I've got to get the dinner going, the lunch going, the breakfast going. He was here. He carried a weight in the house and he carried more of a weight in the house because I'm doing these 30 days. But right now... He ain't here. So Diamond's suffering. She's sitting in the living room in the dark looking for him. Like you know, he drops food uh to her all day long, and we argue about it. Stop putting food on my floor, stop putting food on that rug. Da, 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 da. Well, that's Diamond's treat. Diamond's not getting any treats right now, so she's probably about to lose some weight. She's not gonna be able to do her 30 and 30. <laughs> we just going through over here. So try not to be of a selfish mindset. Do not let the rejection minister to you do not fall into blaming and assuming and generalizing, personalizing. I love you. And I love you with the love of the Lord that is also on the inside of me, that is a greater love, but I really am doing what I can do to survive for for those that I have scheduled appointments with and the ministry that is the most I can do right now. So get what you can tonight, follow those instructions tonight. And I'm telling you, if y'all If y'all would just follow these instructions, get that AT form out, write the events in your mind or the events that happen externally in your life and write those thoughts down and work them thoughts out. Because when you get to distortions, the things, some of the things I just named, the assuming, the shoulds, the blaming, the labeling, um, the generalizing, catastrophe mindsets. Um, rejecting the positive, dwelling on the negative. I'm up to eight of them and there's 13. Those are mindsets. Those are mindsets. And when we can change that mindset, we can alter the negative thoughts that are going through your body. And when those negative thoughts are being cast down, guess what's going to happen? The behavior will change. But as long as you allow yourself to keep those mindsets, those thirteen distortions, you're going to continue to have those feelings because they're coming from your mindset. Your feelings are going to dictate your thoughts, and you're going to barrage. Oh, I'm not important to Apostle. Only the people on So Detox are important. Only the time she have is for the people she want to be with. Not knowing, I am stretched to the T right now and not complaining. I give God glory. He has given me an anointing to do all that he has given me to do, but I'm still human. And I've got to remember to care for this body so that I can endure to the end of this calling. So if we can change the mindset, we can begin to change. Let's just do it from the alpha to the omega. If we change the mindset, we can change the behavior. In between the mindset and the behavior are the feelings and the thoughts. Once those feelings kick in and you start making feelings facts, then they start speaking negative things to you. Then that negative thoughts that's in you now becomes your behavior. All because you didn't go down that list and say, I'm assuming right now. I'm generalizing right now. I'm blaming right now. I'm labeling right now. I'm rejecting the positive. I'm dwelling on the negative right now cast down every imagination that exalts itself against the image of christ jesus and you are made in that very image come on he sends us out as sheep amongst the wolves now that sounds like a bad leader that would do that but he must know there's something about his sheep that he would trust us to go up against the wolves glory so hallelujah i love you all pray for me as I pray for you. Yes. Change the mindset. You will change the behavior. So let's talk. There is no future without forgiveness. And that was Desmond Tutu. There is no future without forgiveness. Desmond Tutu. Um, He who has not forgiven an enemy has never yet tasted one of the most sublime enjoyments of life robert lauder he who has not forgiven an enemy has not has never yet tested i'm sorry has never yet tasted one of the most sublime enjoyments of life let me read this testimony to you here And this is a testimony from our uh, life coach training. This isn't a testimony from one of our viewers or anything. That's good, Maria. She got it. In my community lives a courageous young immigrant named Tran. As a young boy in Vietnam, Tran lived in poverty under a rock. Seeking a better life for him, his mother placed him in foster care in the United States. In his foster home, Tran was severely abused. When he reached his teen years, Tran told his abuser that he had forgiven him and wished the best for him. Looking back on the troubled period of his life, Tran reflected, forgiving is replacing anger with love. Do you remember that? Forgiving is replacing anger with love forgiving freed me to move on with my life Now y'all know that's deep somebody who has um, not even with his mother in a different country than his mother probably has never met his mother because she sent him off thinking someone else could raise him better that the United States could offer him something better than what she could offer him had the right opinion and everything going for um, herself and guess what, put him in the hands of a molester, a tormentor, a predator, an abuser. But Tran decided for his life, it was best for him to forgive, replacing anger with love. Forgiving freed him to move on with his life. There's a German philosopher named Friedrich Nietzsche, and he suggested that only the weak forgive. The research, however, suggests that it is really the wise and courageous who forgive. And I agree. There is nothing weak about forgiveness. Anybody agree with me? Dr. Martin Luther King wrote an awesome book. Um, If you love books, purchase it. Just read it when you are on a retreat or something. It's a beautiful book and it's The Strength to Love. Everyone thinks that Um, you have to be weak in order to love. Baby, it takes strength to love and it takes strength to stay in love and it takes strength to love some folks. Hallelujah. And guess what we learned in these 30 days? It took strength to love ourselves and it's going to take continued strength to love ourselves, right? So there's nothing weak about forgiveness. How about last night? How about last night? Could you Get through a night like last night if you were weak. I'll say it to you this way the only way you could be weak and get through what we got through last night is because Christ stood up in us. Because he said, It's when you are weak that I am strong. We always say in church, As I decrease, so that he might <laughs> come on, church. I ain't gonna go to you tonight, that he might increase. That's the only time. That's the only weakness we have is the strength that's in Christ. But last night, that wasn't for the week. I've got DMs from people who told me that they probably won't be on tonight because they're still trying to work their way through. And I wish that they would have pushed on. I wish that they would have made some comments on the discussion board so y'all could have encouraged them and enveloped them and love and had them get on and just support them through that process. Because we cannot stop now. The gentleman, the psychiatrist, the philosopher who I quoted last night, Robert D. Enright, whose writings inspire much of the training that we're using in this session of forgiveness, says studying his studying through diverse populations of all ages, survivors of trauma, incest, abuse, and drug addiction, men hurt by the abortion decision of a partner, elderly women, cancer and cardiac patients, children in North Ireland, he found that practicing forgiveness consistently led to improved mental health, including improved self-esteem and more efficiently functioning hearts. Even fairly small amounts in forgiving, even small amounts of the process of forgiveness led to substantial psychological improvements. Did you hear that? Heart health, psychological health, just the small beginning steps of forgiveness led to small psychological changes for the best. It led to heart health, improved self-esteem. That's why in our session of healing our heart, self-esteem and self-love, learning to highly esteem thyself so that we may love thy neighbor. We could not go through these 30 days and not take a stop at the Rock of Bethesda, the healing bomb of Gilead. We had to stop by Ebenezer and we had to get our forgiveness because there is no high esteem. If you haven't forgiven yourself, you cannot forgive others. Not only does Christ tell us in the word of God that how to love your neighbor as you love yourself. He says, how can you love me who you haven't even seen? And your neighbor, I I like to put it this way, who you sit next to every day in church, or walk your dogs by them every day. You have no love for it, but you want me to believe you love me? How can you love me when you can't love your neighbor who you can see? You can't even see me, but you love me? The scripture is so awesome. I love, 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 love the word of God. That's how you could tell that my strong fivefold mantle mentor is definitely the apostolic teacher. All right, come on, let's breathe again. We're going into another level. That was nice, right? We, we swam on top. That was nice. Now we're going down a little bit. What? is forgiveness. Let's breathe. In your nose, come on, and out. Come on, in your nose, and out. Come on, in your nose. Can these dry bones live? And out is the life that is now running through us. I've had a lot of phone calls for appointments in the last two weeks for people that don't know how to breathe. Anxiety is suffering them and it's choking them up and they're calling for appointments because they want to know how to breathe. That's not what they're saying, but ultimately that's what it is. The enemy is taking the breath of God out of you and all we have to do is slow down, focus ourselves on our breathing, controlling The thought processes. But people need help on how to breathe. This life is real, y'all. What is forgiveness? Let's go. We talked about this last night. Enright defines forgiveness as a process freely chosen by you in which you willingly reduce resentment, through some hard work and offer goodness of some kind towards the one who hurt you. And we took um, four action words. It was four words that set us on fire last night. We took four action words from that definition and let the Lord minister to us. And those four words are process, choice, resentment, offering goodness to our offender, process, choice, resentment, and offering goodness to the offender. I would like to put that up before I move on. I hope I don't have to type it. Process, choice, resentment, and offering goodness. Thank you. That's what we worked through last night. That set us on fire. Whew. The next part that we're dealing with, what is forgiveness? What forgiving is not. What forgiving is not. Let's get a clear understanding of what forgiveness isn't. Hmm. Come on, Chevelle. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Come on down. What forgiveness is not. Number one, forgiving is not minimizing the hurt. Got to sit back on that one for a minute. Come on, let that work through you. Because y'all thought that you had to act like it didn't hurt you in order to let it go. If that is the kind of forgiveness that you received on last night, then you are going to relapse. Because forgiveness is never minimizing your hurt. Forgiveness is not minimizing your hurt, nor is it ignoring your anger. Because we learned, right? Tell me if I'm right. We learned that one of the first steps to a soul detox is to honor and acknowledge our feelings what has gotten us to this place right now of rotten toxicity going through our veins. Y'all see the opening and closing video is we have never been told that we need to honor and acknowledge our feelings because when you honor and acknowledge your feelings, you will go through the process of forgiveness knowing that it is not minimizing what they did to you. It is not minimizing the hurt you feel. It is not ignoring your anger. Paradoxically, dismissing the pain or breezily offering forgiveness too quickly can impede your attempts to heal. That's a whole lot right there. Can impede your attempts to heal. It is actually acknowledging pain and touching it with compassion like that on last night that heals. What forgiving is not number one. It is forgiving is not minimizing my hurt. Come on, let's say it. Forgiving is not minimizing my hurt or ignoring my anger. Let's make it personal. Come on and confess it. I hope you're saying it wherever you are. If you're around people and you want to say it in your mind, that's fine. Dismissing the pain, yes, that's good, Kareem, can impede your attempt to heal. And that's why we cannot allow us to close off last night on that healing because many were healed, many are healed, but there's some that did not receive the full healness, perhaps, I'm hoping we all did, because we think that it means I have to pretend that it never hurt me. Forgiving is not minimizing the hurt or ignoring my anger, my, put my in it. There y'all go, come on. We're gonna take our time on this one. If we have to spend a third night on it, it is worth it for our souls. Forgiving is not minimizing my hurt or ignoring my anger. I have seen some of the most powerful forgiveness in the world. That's my my experience. I've seen girls who have been molested by stepfathers who have forgiven the stepfather. Listen to how deep forgiveness is but struggles forgiving their mother. You can forgive the guy who molested you for some of these girls even took your virginity. You can forgive him for that molestation, but the struggle with forgiving their mother was because their mother never acknowledged their hurt or their anger. So they were stuck in a pattern in a cycle with mom, because mom couldn't take the story and could not take, did not know, but could not take a- acknowledging the hurt or the anger because as a parent, we take it on ourselves as a failure. And by right, it probably is. And we owe it to our children, our grandchildren, nieces and nephews, whomever we owe it to them to say. I want you to acknowledge your hurt and your anger. You have that right. And if it's towards me, because I didn't believe you, because maybe I didn't protect you. Maybe I was so busy working because women, this is what I've learned. A lot of these women were working and left these precious boys and girls home with these men and thought that they would be safe. Now, this ain't about men, but I'm telling you the experiences that I've had in my office. And it blew my mind. I said, wait a minute, let me get this right. You have forgiven your stepfather for molesting you. But you can't forgive your mom. And it took me a while before we got through the process. I I was newer than I was doing my internship, really. And then I found out, oh, because you do not know how to honor your feelings and your pain In this situation, your hurt and your anger, which is the result of unforgiveness, especially from molestation, mom never gave you a safe place to acknowledge it because mom's trying to protect herself because she's kicking herself and personalizing and blaming herself. She never acknowledged your pain, so you can't forgive her for that. But the power of forgiveness that's already in us, you have already forgiven your offender but you can't forgive mom. Is that powerful or what? Paradoxically, dismissing the pain or breezing through it, offering forgiveness too quickly can impede your attempts to heal. It is acknowledging pain and touching it with compassion that heals. I had one mom come in there and she was like, I've been, I've been, let her talk about it and blame me for two years. I don't know what else she wants from me. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, please shush, please shush. Mom, 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 you got a zipper? Could you zip it? What do you mean? She's been saying this for two years. She was molested for four years in her childhood. Are you absent? Only to find out that mom was molested and mom was taught through learned behaviors to zip it. So mom ran her mouth on everything else. But when it came to her child and acknowledging their pain and their hurt, mom didn't know how to do it because mom was never allowed to do it. Breathe. Who am I talking to? Breathe. Breathe, don't you stop that breath, don't you let that anxiety breathe. God breathed this breath into me and I became a living, psychological, functioning being and no demon and no human is gonna take that from me. Number two, what forgiveness is not. Number two, forgiving does not mean trusting or even reconciling with your offender. That is not what forgiveness means. You do not have to trust them again and you do not have to reconcile with them again. Rebuilding damaged relationships takes time and trust. I'm gonna give it to y'all the way I was taught. Trust respect is given, but trust is earned. Put that on the screen. Respect is given, but trust is earned you ain't going to believe so much that's, that's going on. I told y'all last night I walked in my room and my light came on and started working again. Where well, just now when I'm moving my finger, s- something just lit up the whole line on my iPad, the whole sentence. I'm not even at the sentence yet. It's some weird stuff. It's like I got electricity coming from my body. That's supernatural. <laughs> forgiving, number two, forgiving does not mean trusting or reconciling with my offender. Rebuilding damaged relationships takes time and trust. Y'all posting it. Thank you. Respect is given. We have to respect each other, guys. We have to because no one is worthless and everyone is worthwhile. That's how God created us. And I learned when I was in marriage counseling that every time you and your spouse disrespect each other, you are disrespecting someone that God made in their image and likeness. And you are basically telling God what he made is flawed and messed up when you don't respect. Now, we understand there's a fallen nature and we're dealing with the fallen nature of our attitude and our emotions and all that stuff equally. But when you defame someone as worthless and not worthwhile, you are attacking God by literally saying, God, what you made, you didn't make right. So watch the respect. Now, trust. Okay. Now you're dealing with their fallen nature. They ruined my trust and you have a right to protect yourself. You have a right to preserve your trust. Absolutely. But respect is given while trust is earned. Hallelujah. All right, let's finish this. The offender is still on number two. The offender might not be deserving of your trust. Some offenders will offend again. I hope I ain't messing up y'all deliverance from last night. Some offenders will offend again. You got healed, not them. Matter of fact, we talked about it last night that I have to offer healing to myself because my offender may not even deserve my forgiveness. My offender may have the same behavior again. My offender, remember that? It's not based on the offender. The offender may never apologize. You ever go to someone and say, I just want you to know i forgive you? And forgive me for what? <laughs> You'd be like, oh, I didn't really do that right then. They may not be deserving of your trust. They may hurt you again. The offender might not be deserving of your trust. We can still forgive with or without Reconciliation. Now that's freedom right there. Come on. I can forgive you without being reconciled to you. Number three, forgiving does not mean tolerating bad behavior or allowing it to continue. Forgiving does not mean tolerating bad behavior, but don't use that as an excuse either. Don't as an excuse say, oh, I forgave. I'm just not tolerating them. Your your whole language, your posture, your communication, your style, I don't behavior analyze you in seconds. That's why sometimes if you want to know a little bit about me, if you're around me, you see me like turn away or something. I don't read you and I don't want to deal with what I read. So I turn away. And I try to shift my focus in another direction because I've read your body posture. I read your face prophetically. You know, God even moves prophetically and shows me things through behaviors. That's why if you are prophetic and you have a desire to be a coach or even a counselor, a psychotherapist, a clinical clinician, a psychiatrist, you're going to be dope because the prophetic amplifies that office to the 99 degree. But you cannot say that I forgave you, I just don't wanna be around you because the attitude shows, the heart reveals what the mind thinks. Forgiving does not mean tolerating bad behavior or allowing it to continue, A, to the men. Sometimes the loving course is to bring an offender to justice, to prevent him or her from repeating behaviors, that are self-destructive or harmful to others. However, this can be done with determined concern, not bitterness. Let me say that again. This can be done with determined concern, not bitterness. You want to breathe again? That was good. That was a good one for me. Hope it was a good one for you. You do not have to tolerate. If they say, well, I thought you forgave me. I did. That's why I can still be around you. I don't want to be reconciled to you. The relationship you know, has to be earned. The, 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 the trust has to be earned again. But I respect you as a human being so I can be around you. But your behavior hasn't changed. So I don't want to keep putting myself in a position where I'm going to be hurt. So I'll come around you when there's these type of things going on. But outside of that, like I I got boundaries. It's not bitterness it's boundaries, but make sure it's not bitterness. Talk to someone, ask them why, why should you care? Because you are a believer and you want your yay to be yay and your nay to be nay. You don't want to be fooling yourself and think you're fooling God. Number four. Forgiveness is not forgetting, only changing our response to the past. This is so powerful. Number four is forgiveness is not forgetting, only changing our response to the past. I saw last night when we talked about that past thing, it got to us. We really, 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 really thought about it on last night that, wow, so staying in this bitterness really keeps me... Isolated in time, it keeps me locked in time to my past because even if it happened last night, guess what? It's past. Old things have passed away, all things have become new. We treat others as we wish to be treated. We treat others, this is still number four. We treat others as we wish to be treated, regardless of how we were treated. Let me get me something good here. Lord have mercy, Mm Selah, that's the proper response right there. We offer honor and respect, even if the offender did not honor and respect us. Remember, I'm talking to people now with high self-esteem. So y'all got to be there somewhere now. Y'all cannot be void of esteem. We, we, we Some of y'all came in, you know, he was purged. It was zero. Some of y'all came in and it was just a low tank, but we're we're above all that now. So I'm not talking to the wounded babies that maybe came in here. I'm talking to the, the warring soldiers and generals that, kept, that are here now. Number four, forgiveness is not forgetting, only changing our response to the past. We treat others as we wish to be treated, regardless of how we were treated. Remember I gave a couple of examples and I do this often and this has what really has helped me. The way you treat others, is a reflection of how much you love yourself. So somebody might think you're weak and you're a punk. But I love myself so much. I'm not going to defame you. I'm not going to attack you. I'm not even going to gossip about you. Because it's, it's just something people who love themselves do not do. The biggest gossipers have the biggest problems in their heart. The way you defame someone. It's, it's the root. It's in you. You can't. You can't. Oil cannot spring out of a water well. Water cannot spring out of an oil well. You can't get apples from an orange tree. Do y'all get what I'm saying? You cannot get lemons off the apple tree. If bitter is in you, bitter coming out. If gossip is in you, gossip is coming out. If defaming you and being, and rejecting you and attacking you because you hurt me comes out, that's who I am. But when you love yourself and esteem yourself, you know what? I know the damage of holding you in this past is going to do to me. So I'm letting you go because I, I love myself to do that to myself. But there will be boundaries to this relationship because I've learned to love me so much that I can't allow you to do this to me anymore. I'm gonna read number four again. Forgiveness is not forgetting, only changing our response to the past. We treat others as we'd wish to be treated. Regardless of how we were treated, we offer honor and respect even if the offender did not honor us with respect. Man, I got so much I got to cover on this. We're going to have to go into another night guy, because we're just we're short, just a few minutes short of our hour. We got to talk about how does forgiving lift our self-esteem? That is so important. We have to talk about the tools for forgiveness. And there's a forgiveness exercise. I think we may be on this a couple more days because our hour is up. I don't dare start another session tonight. We're already at 57 minutes. Yeah, I I can't even start anything right now because this is way too deep. This is so good. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you. You're blessing me. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to upload on the Wix app some soul work from this. And what I'm going to upload to you is how to assess your forgiveness how to assess where you are and identifying unresolved offenses. I'm going to upload those tonight. If you're interested, it's there. You can download it on your end, print it, print as many as you like, go through this exercise as often as you like, go through the healing again and then write this down or begin to write this down. Then replay the healing from last night. It works. You may have to do it more than once because we're like an onion. Every time we were peeled, we cry. Every time we peeled, we cry. So there's layers to this deliverance. So I'll upload this. You can do it if you want. If not, sign up for the coaching. Stay with us for a year and we can walk you through this one-on-one instead of rushing through here to try to be done in under an hour. But I'm going to go ahead and upload that for you tonight. And then tomorrow we'll get back on and we'll learn about how forgiving will lift our self-esteem and we'll go ahead and um, deal with the tools for forgiveness. And hopefully we can get the exercise in and we're done. Or maybe I'll give the exercise for homework and y'all can send me some more videos again. I really like that. I enjoy watching y'all videos and y'all play out the inside voices that you deal with. Yeah, another journaling night. The weekend's coming, so you got time to do it. All right. We're going home. That's it. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Did you enjoy sitting at the table tonight? Yeah. It's funny that this hour is going by fast because we're dealing with something so heavily. As I monitored you guys' behaviors, I noticed that the negative thoughts, the perfectionism, definitely the procrastination and forgiveness are high ranking in your life. And these are areas that you might want to, you might want to deal with. All right. But we're going to end for now, and I will see you tomorrow night, same time, same station, 8 p.m., and we're going to finish this uh, forgiveness thing. And to be honest with you, I don't care if this takes until the last night, we're going to get this thing from the rooter to the Tudor. Amen? Amen. Let's go. Ready? Affirm. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. God bless you guys so much. I love you. Good night and I'll see you tomorrow. Let it Let it... Dr. Suzanne Howard is happy to have shared this time with you. To get more information on solutions and personal development, coaching, and counseling of the soul, go to www.suzannemhoward.com. You can also find her on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Periscope. Thank you for tuning in with us.